Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. What's up, everybody? It's Bo here with another Star Wars Mandalorian TV talk. Okay, y'all, I am... Now, look, it's not just because my name is Bo, okay? I mean, that's part of it, but that, that's not all of it. I'm loving the journey that Bo-Katan is on. Like, first of all, the Mandalorian this season, and, and a little bit last season, but we've seen, like, Mando himself, Din Djarin, being called by his actual name, right? Because for one thing, he's part of his own people. He's part of his own tribe. He's not the sole Mandalorian that is out in the world, so they're kind of constantly referred to him him as the Mandalorian, now he's being seen as Din Djarin. That is his name. That is what they're calling him. This is important because the series as a whole with the name The Mandalorian takes on a lot of new meetings in this season. We essentially have three Mandalorians that we are following their journey this season. That is, of course, of Din Djarin himself, who has been kind of our main character and has been the quote-unquote The Mandalorian, is the most Mandalorian that we, we have on the show. But then we also have Grogu, who himself, as a foundling, is walking the path to become a Mandalorian. More and more every single episode. We're about to talk about his little journey in this one. But then, of course, there's Bo-Katan, who herself is uh, the Mandalorian as well in this uh, in this season. And I love how, as I've referenced in the past, we continue to see her going on this journey that is almost the antithesis of what Din Djarin's journey was in earlier seasons. She needs to get more in touch with the way, and that is what we see. Like she is like really kind of almost become reborn throughout this process of going back to Mandalore, discovering that it is, you know, livable there, meeting or, you know, seeing the the Mythosaur while bathing in the Mines of Moria, <laughs> Mines of Mandalore. And now she's even like exchanging some of her more kind of, you know, modern gear for the more traditional Mandalorian gear with the sigil of the Mythosaur. I love how even the armorer says like, no, the Mythosaur, that's a sigil that belongs to all Mandalorians. So yes, of course you can do that. But we see now almost as if this like, not necessarily an angel and a devil on her shoulder, but these kind of two different symbols of who she is and who she's becoming existing in balance between her. And I think that, again, really mirrors what we saw with Den in previous seasons. But Grogu, man, Grogu, he is, he's, he's finding the way. He's walking the way. We get a chance to see him go toe-to-toe with the, the youngling from, I'm sorry, my bad, with the foundling, <laughs> very different, with the foundling from the beginning of the series. We learned that this is actually the son of one of the members of, pre, of Clan Vizsla. It's a very established and respected clan in the Mandalorian mythos. And of course, the big dude that has both saved and at times fought Den, and this relationship just kind of continues on between these two. But I love how that rivalry that has existed between them, we now see that kind of developing in their children. And that Grogu is still tapping into the Force, regardless of the fact that he's kind of left the Jedi Order, that he's, he's left the Jedi path and starting to walk the Mandalorian way. And so, I mean, we do really see in Grogu kind of that new Kree Vizsla, like this new like like mid this new both and Jedi Mandalorian and I'm really excited because you know you know probably not this season but you know we're gonna see a little tiny Mandalorian helmet on that little face I know how marketable that cute little face is I know I know but at some point maybe it's the last episode of the series 
He's going to slide on that little helmet and his little ears are going to poke out. And as much as, as marketable as his little face is, you know, that's going to be marketable to Disney. You know that, that, you know, that's what we want. You know, that's what we got to get. So <laughs> I think that's happening. I was excited at first because when she started making the armor, I thought we were actually about to see something akin to that exactly, that we were going to actually see Grogu in something that resembled more of a traditional Mandalorian armor. But instead, he gets a very large sigil, large for his body type. She says you'll grow into it, but I'm like, I don't, I don't, they don't, they don't grow that big. It's kind of hanging from his clock. Like he's like a Mandalorian flavor flav. I don't know. <laughs> like he's hanging from his neck. I just, I don't know. That part, that part was a little, uh, didn't, didn't quite fit in so many different ways. But overall, I like the fact that we see him on this journey. And we like the fact that even as he's at the forge, he starts having this vision or essentially what's happening is as the beating of the forge is going on, he starts to connect and starts to have this PTSD connection to, you know, the tragedy of the purge, the Jedi purge. And we finally get the answer of who saved Grogu. I wasn't ready, y'all. I wasn't ready. This was a test. This was a test for a lot of y'all. Okay. If you recognized this individual who showed up, you're a true Star Wars fan. If you if you recognize the character that this individual was playing, you're a super nerd. I am a Star Wars fan. I am a true Star Wars fan, but I'm not a super nerd. Because I as soon as he showed up, I'm like, yo, I'm at best? They're getting Jar Jar to save Grogu? And I get it. I get it. He's not playing Jar Jar here, but it's freaking I'm at best. And it's like, yes, yes. I, thank you, Dave Filoni. Yes. Now, what I didn't realize, because I'm not a super nerd, but I got a lot of respect for y'all that knew this. He actually played this exact character in this kind of Temple of Doom-esque television series that I did not watch nor knew existed before this. Because immediately, I was like, man, what has Ahmed Best been doing? I jumped on IMDb. I really wanted to see. And I saw his character's name, who I, I have already forgotten, I'm ashamed to say, popping up here and then popping up on a previous series he did a couple years ago where he was literally playing this Jedi character on this, you know, uh game show it's it's kind of like you know it doesn't canonize canonize cannot canonize it doesn't make the game show real right it doesn't make it part of canon but it's kind of like pulling characters from like okay so from uh star wars galaxy's edge which is not canonical in the slightest and yet there's a lot of elements from galaxy's edge that we see brought over into the mandalorian especially with space travel between worlds and the droids therein so freaking i'm at best jedi knight uh saving grogu fan freaking tastic loved that Loved it. Love to see Ahmed Best. Love to see him living a good life because I'm telling y'all, that, that man took a lot of unnecessary heat for Jar Jar. I'm just I'm saying it right here, right now. So nothing but respect and love for Ahmed Best on this podcast. But yeah, back to the present, of course, we do see that Mando and Bo-Katan and uh, Vizsla, they all team up. They all go save the foundling. And in the process, they get themselves a couple more foundlings. They get these giant pterodactyl birds. And I love this like combination of Mandalorian and dinosaur. It just it just goes together like peanut butter and chocolate. So it'll be really interesting to see those giant things at some point. At some point, I think we're going to see Bo-Katan riding a mythosaur with a whole bunch of Mandalorians on pterodactyls coming behind her. I don't know who they're going to be fighting or why, but I'm ready for it. I think it's going to be epic. You know, one thing I didn't mention last week that I probably should have is that the doctor, you know, when he was given his you know presentation at the symposium or whatever it was, he talked about the fact that, you know, they, they were able to take two different, like, like various DNAs of, of, I think he said two specifically different individuals or donors and combine them into something altogether new reproduction, but through cloning. Now, given the fact that Grogu's past seems to be so, you know, linearly connected to literally his, you know, life at the Jedi temple, 
I have to imagine that he is not, he's not a clone. Like I think some people maybe presumed in the early days. I know I was one of the ones that thought he was a clone of Yoda, but I'm wondering if what we're seeing is this idea that perhaps from Grogu's DNA and say Palpatine's DNA, we get a Snoke of some sort. I know, I know, injecting a <laughs> Snoke theory, you know, this late into the game, how original. But seriously, I'm wondering if that might be what's going on, is that Snoke was actually some sort of cloned combination of Palpatine and Grogu. It could happen. I don't know. They, they, they laid it out there, so they're going to they're gonna pick it up at some point. I don't, I don't know what they're doing, but we're going to find out. Yo, that's my thoughts on this uh, week's episode of Mandalorian. I, I love this series. I mean, like, it is just one of the best things on streaming, one of the best things on television, and I just continues to be a joy every single week. Hey, wanted, before I sign off, I wanted to let y'all know I'm doing a little something different. We're giving away uh, some t-shirts. I've got these Pottery t-shirts, right? And I want to hook you up with one. They're kind of baseball style. Post-pandemic, I took a long sabbatical from social media and I'm kind of lightly coming back. So I would like for some help. So here's what we're doing with the t-shirts. Uh, it's going to be a random giveaway, right? And what you have to do to become eligible is head over to my new Instagram account, which is incognitebo. That's right. Incognitebo, B-E-A-U is how you spell bow. And I'll have a link to that in the description. Follow me there and then just send me a direct message with your t-shirt size. And from there, I will uh, pick somebody in the next week and give away a free t-shirt. Should mention that the assumption is that you are in the United States just for shipping purposes. Uh, No offense to our international listeners, but um, yeah, just for right now, that's what it is, but who knows what the future holds. All right, that's going to do it for me for this week. Hope you enjoyed this show. Head over to tvtalk.fm, leave us a uh, review, comment, all that kind of good stuff. And until next time, I'll be back in a flash. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.